When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andrew McCart, IFL TV. It's Sunday morning after a huge set of fights last night, a couple of fights out in Vegas, and obviously the one I was out in, out in Dublin. I'm with the, the man himself, Spencer Fearon. What is happening, brother? I'm a little bit tired, so I'm, I'm, uh, I was at the airport at half past four this morning, didn't get back to the hotel till like quarter to two, so I've had a couple hours sleep, home, kids. You know, you know what it's like, Spence. <laughs> yeah, trust me about it, trust me about it, you know what I mean? I, I just come back from 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 doing the shopping. It was like crazy. It's like because Christmas is coming out now. It's like mad on the roll just to do your, your your ordinary shop, but it's been done now. So you mean praise me to God and you mean yeah. So we're cool, and I pray everything's good with you, Andrew. Everything's fantastic with me. Just a little bit tired, like I said, uh, but you know what? This this we're in the spot. This is what we do, and we love it because we get to sit and watch great great fights. Um, you were out in Saudi Arabia the other the other month there for Ngannou Fury. But it's a it's a great we're we're spoiled because it's not really a job, is it, Spencer? What we do, we we're, we're we're in a sport we love, and we get to just talk boxing, which is uh, probably <laughs> probably the easiest thing in the world to do, right? Um, you know what? If someone, someone, you know what? When you when you love what you do, it's never really work, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, when you love what you do, so yeah. and that's it. Uh, Something I'm, uh, I'm incredibly grateful for, you know? Likewise, Spence. Let's talk about it then. Obviously, last night, um, Katie Taylor got her revenge over Chantel Cameron. Um, I will talk about a little bit of controversies with the, the holding, the headbutts, and the, the, the knockdown in the in the first round that wasn't scored, if you if you th- if you you thought it was a knockdown. Yeah, but just overall, <laughs> the performance between both... Did you think it was a knockdown? You know what, Spence? I'll, I'll be honest here, right? Because when I was sitting ringside, it was you, you seen the feet, and I, we all said the feet got tangled. The feet got tangled. That's that's what we saw at ringside. But then I watched it. I just literally watched it back about an hour and a half ago, and I was like, "That that was a knockdown." That I, I, I don't, it was a knockdown. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it was a, a it knockdown. Was not yeah, not when I watched it back. Where the feet getting tangled or anything, and that cost Chantel Cameron. The, her victory because if one judge had it 95 95 five rounds apiece then that actually cost her her victory because if it was scored a 10-8 round with that knockdown then she would have been adjudicated that winner i mean by um by a point or maybe by two points because that was a 10-8 round and so my heart goes out for her but in all honesty and fairness um the right person did win the fight. It wasn't a robbery. I've seen a lot of people saying that it was a robbery. It wasn't a robbery. Mm-hmm. Uh, something bad scoring happened in that in 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 the round where she she should have been awarded a knockdown where she floored Katie Taylor with that hard. It was a stiff left jab, right? Yeah, stiff left jab. You know I mean, I don't want to boast, but similar to what Sugar Ray Leonard did to Wilfred Benitez in round three in November of nineteen seventy nine. It's kind of mad how many years ago that was now, right? But it very, it was very time, stiff. Spence. Pardon me? Before my time. Uh, I, was about, I was about three years old. But, <laughs> you know, we go back to watch tapes. 
<laughs> right? Um, and not only that, but the late, great Harry Carpenter um, did the commentary for BBC. So either, either, either I, be, I believe to myself that I watched it when I was a kid, but I really, really doubt it. But over the years, like, you, you collect videotapes and everything else, but yeah. Um, but I'm digressing. So, yeah, to knock someone over with a jab, that's you have to realise how serious the jab is. Her jab that she threw, it was a great shot, and um, and it should have been scored a knockdown, but the better work right throughout the fight was being administered by Katie Taylor. So in my mind, Katie Taylor still won that round, uh, still won the fight, sorry, and I had it um, 96, 96 to 94 for Katie Taylor. Um, but, you know, Chantel Cameron can come again. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on her, knowing that she's fighting the island, knowing that she's the away fighter, knowing that the star who brought out everyone, you know I mean? You would see Ed Sheeran there, mm. you know what I mean? Um, she was up against it, you know what I mean? And she knew that she was up against it, but she, she, but she, and this is no, I'm not knocking um, Jamie Moore and Nigel Travis, but I know these guys actually work on game plans, but it seemed like she didn't change anything within the fight. Things were going, after four or five rounds, she said, well, things ain't really going the way that we wanted to go, so we've got to kind of change it up. And there was no change. And, and that is a difference in like, with certain fighters, it's adaptability. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't see any adaptability in Chantel Cameron's work. I saw I saw adaptability and change within Katie Taylor, because Katie Taylor would say, right, well, this one shot and me going down to the body is not working. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have to put clusters in. And that's what she's doing. She's putting clusters in and she fought really gallantly. A fair play to her that she won. But I can understand why Chantel Cameron can feel aggrieved because she may think like everybody was against her. But in honesty, and I have to be real, the right person did win the fight. Obviously, just to go back to Chantel Cameron and not change it up, obviously she had that nasty gash on her forehead. And you know yourself, Spencer, being an ex-fighter and, and whatnot, sometimes when you have a cut that bad that's constantly bleeding, it throws you off your game plan a little bit because you almost want to protect the cut as much as throw punches. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that may, may have played a little part in her sort of not changing up her game plan or whatnot? Um... Um, not necessarily because she could have changed her, her game plan to protect the cut because she was cut but she was still aggressive so she started the first round and she ended the 10th round fighting exactly the same way I think it was right like round 7 she started to change things by throwing uppercuts up in the middle mm -hmm. which something that I believe that she could have started to do for round three, like she could have flicked the jab then through the right uppercut. But it's easy for us to sit down on the back and say, oh, what you should have done and all the rest of it. End of the day, Chantel Cameron is still a fantastic fighter. She's still, she's still a champion in my eyes and she can come again. And I, and me personally, I would, because Katie Taylor is 37 now, right? Yes. I would like to see Katie Taylor retire now. What well, more that, is there for her? What more? Well, that's the thing. There is that question, what more? But there is, she, she, she's always wanted to fight at Croke Park. Now, um, there's talk maybe have that one. Maybe have that one in Bauer. Well, that's, see... That was going to lead me to this question. And I, I, obviously, you're a boxing knowledge. So there's never been a woman's trilogy in boxing. All right. Well, I don't think there has anyway. But there's been loads of men. World, in the, world, been... world title, there hasn't been. No. But there's been. Uh, 
great trilogies in the past. I can name maybe four of the top of the heat. And obviously, you've got Ward Guy, clearly. You've got the Ali Frazier's, um, and you've got Morales Barrera. And then more recently, you've got Tyson Fury and, and Wilder. And a trilogy always captures the imagination of, 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 of us boxing fans because it's like the rubber match. It's the one that settles the score, really, if it's one apiece. Um, so there's talk about Croke Park. 80,000 people in this stadium. Chantel Cameron getting our crack at the uh, Katie Taylor. I don't know if you sensed the, the atmosphere from the TV screen, Spence, but that was an unbelievable atmosphere. It was probably one of the best atmospheres I've been to in, in the boxing game, and I've been to however many fights I've been to, but that was phenomenal. And I can only imagine what 80,000 would would feel like in a trilogy with Chantel Cameron. Well, you know what? I could... <sighs> There was there were there were times in there where in my I, you know I have to be I have to keep it and I have to be totally honest. Um, even though it was a great performance by Katie Taylor, maybe that could have just been her last great performance. Because if I go back to her fight, her fight prior to to uh, to fighting Ch Chantel Cameron, she never looked that impressive to me, right? Mm. And maybe she needed something to have a bit between her teeth, maybe so. But if Chantel Cameron can make the right adjustments, I think Chantel Cameron can come out victorious if they were to fight again at Crow Park. Me personally, I'm thinking like maybe 37 years old, you had a fantastic career. I remember being at the Copper Box when you won the Olympic gold medal, and that's 10 years ago, mm. right? So I'm saying maybe just maybe it's like. Have the crow pipe, have the crow park fight, then 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 call it a day. Mm. Obviously, well, it's, it's, you know what it's like when sometimes when you're at the top and you're not the hunter and you're being hunted, you sort of maybe lose that juice. Do you feel, feel like maybe that's what Katie was maybe not took her foot off the gas or got um, complacent? That's probably the wrong word. But when you're at the top and you're always being hunted, it's hard to, do you know what I mean? But when you're the hunter, you've got something to aim for. If that makes sense, do you feel that like that's sort of like a little bit of played into Katie's mind as well? Um, I don't know because I'm not I'm not a psychologist. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you. you know what I mean, I could turn around and say I'm a spiritualist, but I'm not a psychologist. So, um, why what maybe so? But like I'm saying, I've I've seen I've seen a dip in her, especially after the Serrano fight. You know what I mean? Mm. That was a hard fight. That's, that take a lot out of anybody. So. I'm saying now, if she continues to box, do the 80,000. But she better get a good dance partner. Maybe she gets a trilogy. Um, we're seeing Kalusha Shields saying that, right, I could maybe cut down the weight to get down and do some kind of... I don't think that Kalusha Shields should do that no. at all. You know I mean? But if there's enough money involved, you never know what could happen. Maybe these two ladies could, could fight each other and catch weight. Maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but... I don't see what is there more for for Katie Taylor to do. Multiple world champion, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, she's represented her country amiably. Not only that, as she not only when I'm talking about representing her country amiably, her personality and her persona, um, she is a she's a real darling. You know what I mean, she mm -hmm. she I mean she's very kind of reclusive, um, very god fearing. I, I all those kind of things I like. You think like yeah, um, she's been a role model. Right, without trying to stick things into your face, she's been a role model. 
She's earned financially well from it. She's decorated as a professional fighter. And she's going to go down as one of the greats. So off of those things alone, what else is there for you to do? Mm, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I, that was a question I asked Katie uh, at the press conference was that what, what more is there to do? Because you've done everything from the Olympic medals to the multiple world champions, selling out arenas, Madison Square Garden, and and, and uh, obviously the three arena in Dublin. What more? What more is there for you to do? You know what I mean? What more? Just for the love of the sport, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. You never know. Well, let's let's go. Let's, let's do a hard segue over to Ve uh, Vegas, then, please, Spence, man, because David Benavidez, the monster. Um, I mean, Demetrius Andrade. We we spoke about a little bit before we pushed record there that it, he he dared to be great, moving up and wait to face somebody like Benavidez last night, but ultimately came up short against somebody that seems to be on a just been on a, a path to just destroying everything. In his, in his way to get to where he wants to. And, uh, yeah, just talking about that fight and uh, Benavidez, man, what a what a fighter he is. But he's bad. Was he 26 years old? 26. He's, he, seriously, we always, like, I did a couple interviews about this, and I was saying maybe this fight's come a little bit too late um, for, um, for Andrade, maybe, you know? Mm. He's in his thirties now. He moved up in weight. He was shrewdly avoided when he was down at one fifty four. He was avoided when he was down at one sixty, right? You know, Billy Joe avoided him sensibly, right? He was avoided, so he didn't get the big fights. He moved up in weight and thought, right, this is my time. And what can happen is this: you can be so good that you can win when you're still still, but you're so good people won't realize there's a decline in you. And maybe that's been the case with Andrade. Maybe he can go back down to 160 now and maybe there'll be other possible fights for him to go and participate in and he could go get those fights. But, you know, um, fair play for him for going after a challenge because loads of people have studiously avoided David Benavides. And what we saw yesterday demonstrate we realised why he's been so avoided because I don't care, even if they want to say there was a, there was a weight differential, mm. right? He's... I didn't expect him to do that to Andrade. I thought he was going to multiple beat him on points, but it's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a split decision. That's what I thought. Mm. He wiped the floor with him. Right? Now that's something serious. So he's a guy, he's, he's, you know what I mean? It's serious. And I guarantee you that Canelo will never fight him. Never. Well, Canelo, Canelo at this stage of his career, don't need a fight like that. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my next question, obviously, because Benavidez has been calling out. He called him out again last night, called Canelo out again last night. And then, what, he's been calling him out for the best part of maybe four years as well, Spence, since he was a young kid coming through. So, yeah, Canelo's at that stage in his, his career now where is, is he, can, he can fight anyone he wants. Do you know what I mean? I think he's got his eyes set on the Bivol fight and the rematch as well, but like heavy. So, but... As a boxing man, as a boxing fan, Spence, you want to see... Now, we can we can say this. When you get two Mexican fighters... Now, being stereotypical, I'm going to stereotype. When you get two Mexican fighters going at it, we get nothing but blood, guts, and a war. That's, that, that's nine times out of ten, that's, that's a true statement. And I think with Canelo and Benavidez, we would get that. But I think Canelo's probably at that stage in his career where he can just pick whoever he wants, 
and make moans and moans and moans. And it's, does he want to have a fight at this stage of his career against Benavidez? No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's not and that's not me trying to say like he's a coward because like you say, the man he, he went in three times with Golovkin. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's been very orchestrated for Canelo, right? But he does relish the challenge. But I think at this stage of his career, would he need that kind of fight? You never know. If the money's right, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe. But I still don't think Benavidez is big enough uh, uh, to, 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 to us as boxing people. He's big enough. But I mean, to the general public, then he's, he's not big enough. So mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't see that fight happening. But you never know. With Al Heyman, you never know what they could be sitting down trying to, trying to um, pull out for him. We, we never know. Well, listen. We'll look at look at Saudi Arabia right now with what they're doing with the the day of reckoning on the twenty third of December. They've, they've we've got Wilder Joshua on the same card. We've got Bevel and and Jaya Pattaya. We've got great fights up at Then we've finally got the the undisputed fight in the twenty fourth. I'll ask this, mate. I, I want to stay on the Saudi thing because you were you were out there and you got to witness everything that was out there. There, Spencer. I'm lucky enough to go on the December twenty third, so I'm looking forward to it. But Boxing has waited, what, the best part of 14 years to see Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren on the same press conference in the same room doing business together. We got it. Boxing has been waiting, what, six years for at least Joshua and Wilder to get this close to fighting each other. We're almost there. Spence, we've been waiting 24 years for the undisputed heavyweight champion, and we're getting it. Yeah, twenty five years, twenty five. I knew I'd, I knew I'd mess up somewhere, Spence, and you'd correct me. Twenty five next year. You're right. It's actually twenty four years. It's twenty four years. It's twenty four years this month because we're we're still in November, and it was November eleventh. Sorry, November thirteenth. Nine. Um, November thirteenth. That Lennox Lewis and twenty four years ago. So mm. yeah. So I'm, I'm right. Well, I'm, I'm happy with that. And yeah, so it feels like Saudi Arabia. If, if anyone's going to get these fights done, it's 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 going to be the Saudi Arabians. It's got to be it's got to be the what they're doing out in Riyadh season and whatnot. Uh, you know what I think is the great thing um, since the World Cup, and I don't know if you know anybody who went out to the World Cup. Um, they all said how they were treated and the hospitality was just fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. These um, are non-Saudi Arabians talking about how the experience of Saudi Arabia, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to keep this thing totally honest and truthful. I have never in all my years of going to boxing, and I've been around, I I remember um, going to see Lennox Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis's um, first fight with Amanda Holyfield that called a draw. I remember going to that fight. Um, I remember going to see um, Nassim Hamid um, versus Kevin Kelly. It was that December nineteen ninety seven in Madison Square Gardens. I've been all around the world and watched fights. I have never, ever received that form of hospitality. Number one, never ever have I received that form of hospitality. Um, how I was treated out there made me realize like you cannot always go off of what you hear mm-hmm. until you have to go and experience it yourself. It was an amazing, and it was different as well because it, let me just say a massive big up to Spencer Brown and to John Fury because they were the ones that accommodated me, right? And Gold Star Promotions, right? And Turkey Al Sheikh, 
and it's a, it's incredible to 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 know how how much people know their boxing out there. So I'm out there, and and people, the Saudi Arabians are like little kids are oh, the knowledge, and they're coming to you, and it's mad, mad, cause right, um, and I did, I felt greatly appreciated there, greatly appreciated there. So I'm never gonna knock anything what what Saudi Arabia is, mm. is doing or how they're trying to change the perception. Uh, of how they're with the human rights and everything else, how they're being seen. But I can say, right, that it was a beautiful experience. Matter of fact, the dinner that they had the day before the fight, I could have gone home after that dinner. Right? Because if I died and went to a box in heaven, that was it. Just there. For me to see my childhood heroes who I'd wake up at, three o'clock in the morning to go and watch all inside of a room, sitting down, coercing and conversating. Saudi Arabia is uh, literally going to be the new macro boxing. And that's it. So I would say to everybody, if you haven't bought your ticket already to, to, to go to the fight on the 23rd, which is, I think it's going to be a spectacular show. But please, if that's going to be too close to Christmas, please, Save up your money, your shekels, to have the opportunity to see the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world between Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. Because this is something that you do not want to miss. Mm -hmm. You don't want to miss it. Definitely. Right? It's only a powerhouse like Saudi Arabia, right? That that you know him to quote Buster Rhymes, that Arab money, yeah. Right? That that money there. Right, you have to know how serious that is when you can see powerhouses in the UK of Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren that have to sit down. Why? At the at the request of Turkey Al Sheikh, who's the head of sport and entertainment. Right, and also Turkey Al Sheikh is a very learned man on boxing. Right, he knows you boxing. Mm. So off of that, then I've got props. What they're doing because this is a sport that I've, I'm emphatically emotional about. Right, but then to see it for me for like other reasons as well, to see it going there, it's gonna help bridge the gap, I believe, in in changing the mindset, how people have a stereotype about Islam, where you're going to an Islamic country and you're seeing on certain things that it's not what we've stereotyped it to be. Right? And when you see that, then it's gonna change a lot of things. It's a, it's a very, very uh, fantastic time. And I get it whenever people say, well, I'm not going there because of this and I'm not that, that. I get it. I get it. Well, why don't you go and see? And when you go and see, that's going to be totally, it's, 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 it's different. So I have to say big up to the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? And Mohammed bin Salam, um, Sal Salman, massive props to him. Uh, for for his stance when it comes to other political things, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing right now. And that's the God's honest truth. I'm enjoying it. And I'm glad that everything's going out to Saudi Arabia because it's it's so nice that you needed somebody to come along and like knock them together. You know what I could actually see? I could actually see Saudi Arabia in the in the same way how we've got um um, the FA, the FA that govern football, that they becoming a form of 
Governing body. body mm. in the sport of boxing that that puts everything down that people, you know what I mean? Because now I believe that the best will fight the best. Now that I believe that it's time, like, we're going to see certain things. Because you're seeing guys who are way down on the undercard who are, who are taking challenges, but who are getting greatly financially rewarded. You know, Lyndon Arthur, massive props to him. That Bivol fight, that's no joke. Bivol's one of the best in the world. Mm. But he's ready to challenge. He's going after it. He's not only saying, oh, I'm going after it because it's the money. Even though I believe, like, it's going to be life-changing money for him. But he's going out there to say, right, I want to pit myself against the best. And I think we should. he should be commended greatly. You know what I mean? Um, also, Zorro going in with Opataya. That's no joke. That's no joke. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that Saudi Arabia is here now to say it. Like, these guys are saying, yeah, okay. And everybody's trying to get in with Saudi now anyway. So they're going to do things. They're going to they're gonna do things. It's a great time, man. That's all i got to say, because I will talk forever on this subject. Yeah, so I'm, like I said, I'm looking forward to going out there on the December 23rd, so I'm really, really excited about it, Spencer. But, um, yeah, let's talk about the, the a quick one, though. Does Joshua beat Wallen? Does Wilder beat Parker? And then do we get them to get it on? Do we get to see Joshua and Wilder? Um, I hope we get to see it. Hmm. Right? But it's, I hope... That, I'm just going to keep it real, um, uh, Andrew. I hope we get to see it. Do, do, do I there's if it's gonna happen, it needs to happen in the next fight. Mm. But also, these two fights ain't easy fights, they're not gimme fights, right? Mm. Wallin isn't a joke. Wallin can fight. Wallin is a very, very good boxer. He's very smart, right? And the thing and the thing is, well, because he doesn't punch that hard, he could be a danger for Andy Joshua. Do I think Andy Joshua's gonna come out? Because I think Andy Joshua. Especially now that he's working with Ben Davison, right? Is six weeks um, before, Spence? Is six weeks with Ben Davison enough for a fight like this? No, but he's been doing some bits with him before. Right. I mean, no, right? I think it will be enough because Ben Davison isn't that great experienced, yeah? But what he's experienced is a very good philosopher. So I think Ben Davison can get Andy Joshua, we can see, like, to getting grounded to start throwing hard shots again and maybe believing in that punching power. Like, not just trying to box, box, because people say, oh, well, you've come into the game late. Sports Social Podcast Network.